0: Oh, and welcome to Tape Ops Discussion, where we call our friends and music community notables to chat about their favorite records. Enjoy. Hello. Hey Joey.
1: Somebody
0: there? Yeah, hey. hey. This is Larry. Yeah, t- totally. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah. Uh, okay. Can hear you. Cool. Just... You,
2: you can you hear me alright or is it kind of choppy or
0: uh, just a sec. I gotta I gotta put my earbuds in. Welcome to Discussion. I'm Jeff Stanfield. And this week we have Calexico's Joey Burns discussing Gabby Moreno's Posada as well as Calexico's new collection of holiday-themed songs, Seasonal Shift. I thought this was a great choice um, because the new Calexico record coming up in December is Seasonal Shift, which is sort of a holiday seasonal record without being overtly uh, a christmas album so mm-hmm. to speak yeah. and and uh and so for for discussion you picked a record which is kind of in a similar vein though definitely more of a holiday focused record totally yeah, yeah. And, and plus there's one song in common I uh, just noticed this morning.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now you are seeing the links, my friend.
0: Yes, I so am. So <laughs> I probably
2: wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been so um, open to doing a Christmas song or EP, um, which, you know, is what we were asked to do just for fun in between records. Mm-hmm. And uh, our label in Europe, uh, City Slang, based out of Berlin and they suggested the idea and they were, you know, you can call it a very Calexico Christmas. And when (laughs) I mentioned this to John, he's like, hell no, I ain't doing this shit. I'm like, all right. All right. So what, what do you want to do? How about, um," John said, how about uh, new music for the holidays? I'm like, perfect. (laughs) And, you know, one of, one of the songs that I wanted to at least try covering and getting into the mood was, one of the songs that i heard gabby moreno cover Mm uh mi burrito sabanero and when i did i'm like well i mean she's a good friend maybe she'll be up for singing on it and she's so cool and she's incredibly talented
0: she's a great
2: unbelievable so yeah she she has so she covers so much ground and has Mm -hmm. so many styles that she can pull off beautifully i mean she she is like this beautiful hybrid of so many different things mm-hmm. and that's why I think her record posada stands out to me
1: you know, it's,
2: it reminds me of some of the things that I that I could um stomach year after year <laughs> listening to julie andrews records from my mom's record collection yeah and you know going to church and listening to some of these you know classic songs hearing gabby's take on some of these songs a uh, little drummer boy i mean yeah. it's just it's so good yeah. i'm not sure if that's greg leese on the dobro or lap steel but it's it's wicked it's so mm-hmm. great <laughs> Gabby's husband, Sebastian's, playing percussion and drums throughout the record. He does a great job. I
0: was gonna say that. And she kind of blends. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, She she blends this gospel kind of you know rootsy and blues influence for somebody who's you know born and raised in Guatemala, Mm -hmm. went to school in L.A. I mean, she's just like I relate to that. You know, I relate to the the mix of influences. And, right. and just following your heart. So, you know, um, I just, I love all the versions. I like that most of them are in Spanish. And, um, and, but then she'll sing, you know, some verses in English. And it's just a great listen. I, I We were on tour with Gabby and I saw this record at the merch table and I said, hey, do you mind if I grab this for my kids? She goes, oh yeah, <laughs> it's got beautiful art. It's beautiful, uh, right. you know, illustration. And we just, we played it you know year after year non-stop and so this record and especially mi burrito sabanero i just kind of said like we could do this we could do something cool and uh, so she was sort of the you know the inspiration
0: Yeah. And and the record, I mean, if you think of, if you think back to traditional Christmas songs, they're very, uh, a lot of it comes from mid-century era for us as kids, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's very slick and strings Mm -hmm. and polished. And it's a little more uh, like about heavenly angels than than an earthy, uh, earthy real Christmas, you know?
2: You know, we're both dads. We both have kids. Uh, His are more older now, but mine are still young. And so you know, it means different things to different people and we wanted to be respectful, but we also wanted to find some of those sort of meditative aspects to the music that comes from the holidays and most certainly mid-century and and, and early music. There's some beautiful, really gorgeous uh, material. And we've covered um, Green Grows the Holly, which is a nice old, old English, um, you know, Christmas song and spiritual song. And I think there's a place for for spiritual music or sacred music or whatever we want to call it, mm-hmm. and I think you know you were educated enough now and experienced to know that there's a place for that. You know, like I'm I'm really into instrumentals, and I thought there would be a lot more instrumentals on this record because <laughs> I think that is a great way of sort of like celebrating the holidays without getting caught up in um, some of the some of the lyrics and direction. Because I was yeah. thinking about doing uh, Emmanuel, but then when I was just Looking at the lyrics, I'm like, I, I just don't think I can go there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I appreciate it and I respect it. But I know, hey, th- that maybe is not the right direction for me. And, and we actually had another song that Gabby has covered that our guitar player in Spain, Jairo Zavala, said, please don't do that song. And it's, um, I love the song. It's called Peces en el Rio, The fishes in the River. And um he said, you know, it means something completely different here in Spain. And I think for me personally, Jairo said, you know, I would prefer if we didn't do it. And I, I don't want you guys to get caught in a trap, <laughs> a wow. Christmas trap. And so for him, it's associated with sort of like the, you know, the dictatorship of Spain mm-hmm. and also just a lot of debauchery and sort of uh, ultra white wing um fascist groups Wow! so i said oh i did not even know that because not only has gabby covered it which i love her version another favorite artist of mine laza de Sela, covered that song and i love it i think it's cool right and uh but i was like you know what we don't have to do that we can we can do some other tunes we got so we wrote some songs right. and that was fun and we did some covers and put them all together
1: The tabo drinking muscle and teasing arrest you sang your song as sweet as a monsoon
0: in from the south. we talked about your move to Boise uh before we started this yes. and, and uh And you're seeing the seasons more, and you're seeing, you know, and that's there's a feeling and a mood Mm -hmm. when the skies get darker earlier, and the wind is the wind is up and it's colder.
2: I wanted to tap into that seasonal aspect, and um, and I wanted to sort of like connect to a very deep connection uh, to nature that we that we've had or it's there that maybe we don't reflect on. Whether it's the winter solstice, and so I went and was kind of researching that and and finding out. Okay, so how you know how does this manifest in every culture? Whether it be, you know, uh, Aztecs in in uh, what was you know before Mexico became Mexico. What, what were the Aztecs celebrating around this time? Um, where did this idea of the Virgin of Guadalupe come from? Right. I was interested in finding out. You know, in my own self, like how do I Relate to you know the winter and of course growing up in Southern California, in Tucson there wasn't much of a of a season for winter. Right, and so I was always curious what is it like you know and um, so I wrote a song, you know based on sort of a one of these stories that my kids have in one of their one of their kids books and uh, Nature's Domain is the name of the song and I was totally thinking about like. Mother Nature. I was thinking a lot about some of Nico Cases songs and her mm-hmm. and her themes and material, and so I just went down that path, and it was really fun. Kind of looking at my daughter's uh, books and kind of staring at winter scenes and seeing what I could come up with, and and uh, so that was just one one tune that came out yeah. of this. Um, John wrote a really beautiful instrumental. It's called Glory's Hope,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and. Um, that sort of came at the end of the session. You know, here we are; we're in our separate towns and homes and states. And uh, the record wouldn't be possible without Sergio Mendoza and Chris Schultz coming up to, from Tucson with my minivan full of gear. No, and um, <laughs> and setting up camp. Yeah, setting up camp and an Airbnb in in Boise was a lot
0: of this tracked before the pandemic hit. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. All these tracks
0: are recorded in July. Oh my (laughs) God. The peak of summer. Oh my God. Yeah. It's always (laughs) weird, right? When you're working on Christmas records in the summertime. (laughs) I've been there.
2: (laughs) It's it. Yeah. I've only done one Christmas song before, I guess two Christmas songs. So yeah. I mean, you know, you just close your eyes and you go there and, and it wasn't that hard really. Um, and you know, kind of tapping into these, uh, Cover songs was a great way in. And again, you know, like the label said, hey, why don't you do a song by yourself, Joey? And then John, do one just totally by yourself. Let's let's kind of get back to some basics and let's see how raw we can, yeah. you know, bring uh, this experience on album. And I thought it was great, man. John's song, mm-hmm. you know, he grew up playing in a family band and his mother was very religious. And, um, and there's a story behind the song. I'll, I'll let maybe... You can read it or John can tell you about it sometime. But it's a beautiful, really kind of hauntingly, kind of seasonal song. And it comes at a good point in the album, too. I think it's right after we did uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono's uh, Happy Christmas War is Mm -hmm. Over. Which is just a beautiful song. And it was so much fun. That was the first tune, I think, that we recorded in this session. So this is Christmas have you done
1: another year over
2: and a new one just begun and so Yeah, that really got us in the mood. And so I think once we kind of got to that um, to that song, it was, uh, I mean, we listened to so many hilarious Christmas songs. And then <laughs> Sergio said, hey, I've always loved this Tom Petty Christmas song. Right. <laughs> it's Christmas all over again. And like, I've never heard it ever. I just, you know, I was busy back then. I, <laughs> isn't it, you know, there's so much music out there. It's nearly impossible to hear a lot of it and I tend to be one of those people who I'll have like a a core, you know, little library of tunes that I just will fall back on for too long maybe, you know, like years at a time. And so it was really fun just kind of like tossing ideas around and seeing what we could come up with.
0: Yeah. What were there other records besides Gabby's that that sort of influenced your, your direction?
2: I mean, for sure. I mean, you know, like my mom's singing and and playing piano mm-hmm. around the holidays is a is the biggest influence and I think that's why I really gravitated towards Gabby Moreno's album and her voice because there's some similarities in her vibrato and stuff, but mm-hmm. um but I appreciated some of those those Quintessential Christmas songs. I mean, I, I do think that they're important and they serve a purpose. And mm-hmm. parts of them resonate with me. Um, I do love hearing um, Julie Andrews' voice, and I've grown to really appreciate her voice a lot more too. Now that I'm a dad, and and I hear my kids singing Christmas songs. And um, but there's one that came about in the '80s. It's a New England Christmastide instrumental record. Super simple. Mm-hmm. It's not quite bluegrass, but it's kind of, it's not far from there, but it's just, it's relaxed. It's chill. There's like definitely like a half bottle of bourbon that's (laughs) been, you know, drunk beforehand and everyone is relaxed. Everyone is comfortable. And it's just nice hearing those melodies without the words hitting you over the head, which is, can be hard at times in the kitchen. Right. And that one really sort of like, I could stomach that cassette. We listen to it a lot and they still have it wow that's cool so you know i would just i would go and just put that on right away so that there wasn't any other there wasn't any kind of like dj war <laughs> awesome <laughs> i know what you mean
0: <laughs> is there anything that you know i was looking for credits on gabby's record and uh besides uh i knew uh, uh, david garza is on it who, who we probably both know yeah um but I don't know where it was yep. recorded or who worked on, you know, besides the players. I could find that info. I know. Was it done in t- – where was it done?
2: I knew you were going to ask that question. Yeah. I don't know a lot about it, but I certainly – you know, we could probably call her up right now and rope her in. She's – I can't remember if she said – well, we'll, have to, we'll just have to check. But yeah. I definitely hear David. And David is – man, that guy mm-hmm. is – he's incredible. And those two together, I think, are just an incredible pair. Right. And I love hearing what they come up with. The production value, again, you know, is just, it's really just straightforward. It's not in your face. Um, It just, there's plenty of room for her vocal and her backing vocals, which are outstanding on this record. (laughs) you know the fact that she can go between sort of like you know an r&b or gospel approach to some of these songs mm-hmm. to uh just full-on like folkloric um latin american i think it's it just works really well yeah. and it's the kind of thing i think that people in north america need to hear they need to hear this this influence and to let it soak in you know yeah. And we all could use a little bit more diversity in our in our mix, whether it's the holidays or not. So that's why I chose this song, and it, it really is like it's it's a big favorite of mine. I love the horn arrangements. Yeah, they're all done really tastefully. It seems like it was pretty easy to make. <laughs> it feels. Um, I yeah. love all the keys that you chose to, to sing on too. Like there's another interesting note too. I mean, there's some songs on there that have. There's one song called Tanta Tristesa which is sung in Spanish and Portuguese. Mm-hmm. And it is really has nothing to do with Christmas, um, except that around the holidays, you got a lot of people who are pretty blue. Yeah. And I imagine that this year, 2020 <laughs> with COVID-19, there's going to be a lot of people that are pretty, pretty blue or, or sad because they're not going to be able to be with family, mm-hmm. myself included.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So this song kind of talks about people who are separated either, you know, you know, by just passing away or or just being you know separated by distance. and um, it's been sort of a dream of mine to work with a singer from Portugal named Gisela João. right. And and so I like it was really fascinating like sending her tracks and some and some translations and seeing what she could do. And I had a friend uh, that we play with in Europe who's Portuguese, sing something, but he sang it way too low. And then she came back with like, hey, I don't know if I can do this. This is really too low for me. <laughs> so I said, well, you don't have to sing it down there. <laughs> so how do you work with somebody that you, you've you never really met? Well, you've never met physically. So we got on the phone and I tried to relay some things. And I think she kind of got the idea and and she just kept on sending some ideas back. And we arrived at this point, which was amazing. easy to send tracks back and forth but how do you commit communicate certain things how do you communicate to somebody like bambino who speaks french Mm -hmm. and who lives in a very remote part of niger in africa you know how do you say like hey like keep going on that guitar solo so we only had like two opportunities and in the first time that he went in like all of his tracks got lost and so oh no uh, we really wanted to make that yeah we really wanted to make the connection sergio's been a a big fan as as am I but Sergio's met him a couple times so yeah. I feel like there was you know some some gravity like pulling us together and I was super happy that you know and that song Heart of Downtown has a celebrational feeling but it's more coming out of sort of the the response to um, you know the death of George Floyd and all right. of the the movement that's been occurring with Black Lives Matter and just this, you know, the feelings that have been tamped down for so long here in, in this country and perhaps in the world. So it's a challenging song to try to tackle and write and bring together. And I was just so happy that it that it came out the way it did. And in this time, because I've been thinking a lot about John Lewis yeah. and some of his words directly influenced that that song and the writing. So... and i just feel like it's just one little step that we made here but for me like feeling isolated and alone and wanting to to do something to say something to to make a contribution um really uh was bubbling up inside and i know for everyone else too in the band
0: yeah i think the record comes
2: out coming of like a a
0: balm you know like a time a, a soothing mm. thing to to reflect on the times here we've had.
2: Yeah, and you know, um, it's so funny, you know, to, to come up with, I'm just so happy that we have something to, to release at the end of the year. And mm-hmm. Colin Malloy made a really great comment on Twitter where he's like, hey, everybody, just be prepared. There's gonna be a lot of <laughs> artists releasing, <laughs> uh, possibly, um, you know, rarities <laughs> and live shows. Yeah hand raised. And then, um, you know, seasonal records or holiday records. And I just laughed out loud. And then he followed it up with like, Hey, you know, we gotta, we gotta make a living too here. And um, <laughs> and there is some truth to that, but the bigger picture is just wanting to connect with everybody. And I think I've learned that for me, in order for me to like write or make music, I need my friends. I need people. Yeah. And So for me, it's a gift, like just to be able to do this and, and I'm happy to share it, but really it's just like, I want to just, you know, I, I, am just so grateful that we have the chance to do this now because I really don't know what's going to happen after coronavirus, COVID-19 kind of, you know, finally plays out and none of us do, right? right? We're kind of just in a holding pattern for, for a long, long time. It definitely feels that way.
1: Las buenas nuevas, un ángel dio en Belén
0: Thanks for listening. Discussion is created by TapeOp, the creative music recording magazine. Free subscriptions are available at tapeop.com along with our regular podcast and online content.